You are listening to a Sunday sermon from St. Thomas Episcopal Church in Bellevue, Washington. We are a community that seeks God's presence, serves Christ and others, and grows together in faith. Welcome to our podcast. The following sermon was preached on the sixth Sunday of Easter, May 9, 2021, by Sonny Bannon, Associate for Engagement at St. Thomas. Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Jesus said to his disciples, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. I've said these things to you so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No one has greater love than this, to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. I do not call you servants any longer, because the servant does not know what the master is doing. But I've called you friends because I have made known to you everything that I have heard from my Father. You did not choose me, but I chose you, and I appointed you to go and bear fruit, fruit that will last, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask him in my name. I am giving you these commands so that you may love one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Like almost every human I know, I love love. I love loving and being loved. I love my husband, my children, my family, including my beloved mom. Happy Mother's Day. My friends, neighbors, church, colleagues, and community and I love to be loved by them in return. I was born in the 70s. My given name, Sunny, is hippie approved, and I've always had a heart tender for others. It should be no surprise that I adore the idea that love is all we need. I especially want love to be the answer right now. As I wrote in the St. Thomas Linton Reflection Book a few weeks ago, I'm weary and discouraged from the strangeness and challenges of the last 14 months. I'm tired of the pandemic and the resulting uncertainty, isolation, social distancing, virtual substitutes, illness, and death. I don't want to hear about the blame, division, greed, and self-righteousness that seem to dominate politics and society. I'm fed up with excuses about why oppression and inequality continue to exist. 
Today's gospel and epistle readings draw me in with their emphasis on love. Will we find relief? I mirror back a deep sigh and a subconscious nod of agreement. Despite my hopes, I also know that in scripture, often what appears to be simple wisdom turns out to hold unknowable mystery, while what initially seems impossibly complex may unwind with a straightforward truth. It's tempting to boil today's gospel down to a simple reminder to love each other, but is that enough? Skim the passage from John again with me. Jesus tells those who are trying to follow the Messiah to abide in Christ's love just as Jesus abides in the love of God. If we follow Jesus and keep the commandments, we will abide in Christ's love and Jesus' joy will be in us and it will be complete. Follow the command to love each other as Jesus loves us. Lay down our lives for our friends. We are called friends of Christ because Jesus has made known to us everything God revealed. We did not choose Jesus, but we were chosen by Christ. Therefore, we should go and bear fruit. Finally, Jesus gives us commands so that we may love one another. Crystal clear, right? Amen. <laughs> As I try to absorb the words and wisdom while integrating them with familiar Bible verses, I'm even more confused. Is loving others more important than following the commandments? Or is following God's love, is following God's commands how we love? Does God give love to Jesus, who gives it to us, and then we give it to others? Or do we first love God with our heart, soul, and mind, and then love our neighbor, and finally ourselves? Wait, what about loving enemies? Is love a choice? The simple love solution I imagined isn't so simple. Despite my earlier identification as a lover of love and my earnest desire to love as God loves, when I'm honest, I realize beyond my family and closest friends, I don't love in a sacrificial way for more than a few moments at a time. I'm too stressed or too critical to love myself. I'm too selfish or tired to love my neighbor. I'm too angry or afraid to love my enemies. I'm too skeptical or confused to love God. I imagine many of you are similarly successful. How do we accept and share God's love in good times and in bad? When I was in high school, I drove a Ford Mustang. 
It was a rust-colored hatchback that was 12 years old, which means it wasn't old enough to be a cool car. Whoops. I left one page down here. <laughs> it wasn't old enough to be a cool car, but it also wasn't new enough to be a cool car. That was okay with me. I was grateful because it freed me from long school bus rides and gave me independence to get from babysitting gigs, school events, youth group, and frequent game nights at the newest downtown coffee shop. One morning I got in the car, turned the key, and heard only a clicking instead of the usual sound of the engine roaring to life. After a few unsuccessful attempts to get it started, I caught a ride with my older brother or mom, and after school, I asked my dad to try to diagnose the problem. He tinkered under the hood while I sat in the driver's seat, obediently turning the key on his command. He quickly figured out the battery had plenty of juice and the starter was working as it should, so he was confident he knew the issue. He invited me to join him under the hood where he explained that the car's solenoid would need to be replaced. He carefully described the process required to start the Mustang. When I turn the key, that causes a small charge to spark inside the part that was currently faulty. This spark provided the tiny bit of power needed to close a switch, which allowed the battery power to connect to the starter, which then ignited the engine. Aha! My dad would order the new part and replace it when it arrived. Looking for the right page. But in the meantime, he showed me a workaround. Put the car in neutral, set the parking brake, turn the key to the start position, pop the hood, hop out, brace the hood, and use a really long screwdriver to connect the battery to the engine starter. Voila, the car started. Then drop the hood, get back in the car, put it in gear, and go. It was dramatic and impressed more than one boy, let me assure you. But it worked. <laughs> Relieved that I would be free to drive again and that the permanent fix didn't seem too cumbersome or too expensive, I went back inside. Mentally, I had already moved on to plans that were way beyond the repairs to the Mustang. My mom called out, did your dad figure out what was wrong with your car? Yes, I replied absentmindedly. The colander is broken. My family loves telling that story. 
Being laughed at loudly and often guaranteed that I can describe the detailed differences between a solenoid and a colander. <laughs> and while it's fun to share this amusing story with you, I've grown to see the solenoid as a spiritual metaphor. Imagine that I am a key and the ignition is my life. Just being a key has some substance, but it's much more expansive when I realize I'm part of something bigger. I can connect to a power source, an intricate engine, and the whole vehicle. As a key, I have a role and I have meaning. I was planned, formed, and I have a purpose. God is complex and multifaceted, and as such, I imagine God to be the automotive designer, the car manufacturer, and the battery, one that never needs a jump or a charge or replacing. My input, my contribution to the existence and movement of all creation, including the universe, time, and humanity, in this image represented as the car itself, my input is so incredibly tiny compared to the divine source, and yet I have significance. We are each given the freedom to choose faith or not. And most of us come to a decision through our access to scripture, tradition, experience, and community. This mustard seed of faith in God becomes a safe place, a solenoid, where a spark can close the circuit between each of us and God. God our Creator, God the Christ, and God our Holy Spirit. Every faith journey, including mine, includes doubt, darkness, and distress. But in this understanding, I know these challenges won't cause faith to fail because our shared faith connects us across time, across space, across knowledge and circumstance, and in my humble perspective, across dogma and doctrine. And this connection, the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, is the pop-the-hood fail-safe that keeps the human-to-God circuit constantly connected. Unlike this imperfect automotive metaphor, the circuit between God and humanity never stops, nor does it go in only one direction. Our union with God is the source of joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control, hope, compassion, kinship, and more. We share these fruits of the Spirit because of God's love for us and 
The fruits of the Spirit transform the world by pointing humanity back to God's love. We choose salvation because Jesus, fully God, became equally fully human and lived, died, and rose again. And Jesus lived, died, and rose again so we can choose salvation. The Spirit abides in us, intercedes for us, while at the same time we seek and follow the Spirit. Repeat, forward, backward, sideways, all have the same result. Love becomes love for infinity times infinity. All the while, and in good times and bad, we are formed and sustained by faith, independent and shared, personal and communal, present moment and timeless. Thank goodness. Amen. For more information about St. Thomas Episcopal Church, please visit our website at www.stthomasmedina.org.